Okay, so um, today we've got Ben Cubbage from China talking to us about the DDQ Wild. It's good to have you with us, Ben. How are you doing? Hey, Chris. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Um, so jumping in, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your new business and what's going on there? Let's, let's just give that as a foundation. What's the, what's the evolution of your entity this year? Sure. My wife and I, Rose, came to China seven years ago with the goal of starting an ecotourism adventure business. And that is what we're doing this year, and it is called Elevated Trips. You can check it out at elevatedtrips.com. So that's our business. We're registering it in China. And actually, because of the DDQ process that I've been through, that uh, pushed me out to register my own business and walk in my dreams that, that I was called to. Cool. So when I, I, like, before we jump into like, what is the DDQ question? Because that's the big question of what this is about, um, the DDQ Wild. And can you just give us, give us some background on your love for the outdoors? And, and that just, just give us a, 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 win, a window and a vignette into your background and your love for hiking and all things mountains. Sure. I uh, grew up in a very small town in Maryland. The tallest point in our town was the, the town dump. So uh, I grew up right on the, the, the ocean. So uh, I didn't have a lot of mountains around me, but I grew up as a Boy Scout, which meant I got out in the outdoors almost every weekend and went on camping trips. And uh, it gave me enough of a love of the outdoors that I majored in environmental science in college. I have a bachelor's of science in environmental science. And then from there, the first job I got out of college was guiding and working in the White Mountains in New Hampshire. And uh, I was hooked. I was hooked in, in the outdoors. Uh, I loved guiding. I loved leading people into discovery of the outdoors. And uh, from there, I, I hiked both the Appalachian Trail and the Pacific Crest Trail. So that's over about 5,000 miles of, of hiking uh, in America. So I, I love being indoors. It's where I, I feel most free and where I feel most myself. And uh, it's really where, where God has met me the most. Cool. Um, so what, what uh, from there, I... Uh, what, what brought you over to Asia? What was the impetus for doing this in Asia? Yeah, so we um, had a call to the Himalayas. Um, we didn't know how to access it, and then we met some folks that, that lived here and worked in the tourism business, and they invited us to come and work out. So uh, in the midst of looking for jobs, backpacking jobs, between jobs, we, uh, we found this opportunity, and we moved over here, and we then two weeks, we decided to change our whole life and move to China and, and start a, a business here. So we took our love for the outdoors and, and brought it to China and the Tibetan Plateau. Cool, man. So uh, let, before we answer yeah. the wild part, what, what, is, what is the DDQ? Yeah, DDQ is kind of a fancy acronym that stands for Destiny Discovery Quest. So that's a little bit of a, a cheesy name, but uh, what it really means is it's a court, it's about a 15 hour course that, that people often use and in churches or Sunday groups or schools where they go through material where they find out what they're designed for. It really reveals their callings, it reveals their values, it reveals their, their wiring and design so they can walk in really what, what God has made them to do. And so, yeah, that's what the DDQ is. And it's actually in the, right now it's in the, it's being, the name is cha being changed to Living by Design, which is probably a little bit more of an accurate name for Destiny Discovery Quest. Um, it's not quite as, quite as vague. So yeah, but it's still the same curriculum, about a 15 hour curriculum. And so that's what DDQ is. Cool. Um, so when, when did you first do it, Ben? And, and why, did it, why did it get your attention? 
Uh, I actually did it first with you, Chris. You were my, my very first leader of DDQ in 2012 in Xining, China. And that was before I even joined Connect or Asia Connect or any of that. And um, yeah, it was my very first exposure to that program and you and your life, wife led it. And it was really a, a formative process for me to, to really um, reconnect to my values. At that time in living in China, I felt really disconnected from the wilderness because I was living in a big Chinese city with concrete and um, not much access to the wilderness. And I was feeling really discouraged. And the DDQ helped me re reconnect to my, my dreams and values and the original purposes why I came here and helped me get, get in line with those. And um, probably had it not been for that, I probably would have left China because I, I wasn't feeling very aligned with passion about at that time. Yeah. And so in that process, like I know it was, a, it was discussions between the two of us um, marrying the two concepts together, but, but for you, how did you get to the idea of, for, for you on a personal level of like marrying your love for the outdoors to this particular process of exploring um, your own personal wiring and, and values in that context? Like how, how did you marry those two? What was the evolution of your thinking in, in that journey process? At the time I, I did the, my very first Destiny Discovery quest with you, I, I'd been a guide in the outdoors for about 10 years. So I knew the value of going outside, reflecting on things, journaling. I, I knew that the outdoors and the wilderness created space for people to have the, those sort of breakthroughs and revelations because they're often just too busy to have them um, in the front country where, you know, with computers and phones and all that. So uh, I knew the value of the outdoors in giving people time for reflection. And then when I experienced the, the power of the Destiny Discovery Quest curriculum, I thought, oh, I could take this 15 hour curriculum and put it in a five day hiking course. And it would have a lot of power for people to be able to disengage from technology and engage what, you know, what they're called to do and their own design and their own lives. Yeah. And so this isn't a typical type of, you know, kind of camp yeah. weekend Bible study, right? It's, it's a little bit more intense than that. Yeah. I would love to, you just to reflect a little bit about the, we've done two of them now. Am, am I right in that saying that? Yeah. We, yeah. we run, run one in Xining, China, one in Chiang Mai, Thailand. So mm -hmm. kind of explain to me a little bit, let's think about the first one, just the, the structure and how that looked and, and um, some of the wilder sides of, of that experience, it would be good just to kind of hear your reflections on, on how you, how you experienced that. I, I've maybe got a couple of stories too. Yeah, great. I love to hear your stories. So the very first DDQ wild, which is destiny discovery quest wild that we ran was, I believe it was five nights, six days. Um, and we basically went out, we camped in an alpine lake right around, 3,800 meters, I believe. We camped at that lake and we used it as a base camp for reflection. We had a whole day just at the lake where we, we didn't even go anywhere. We just spent a day at the lake reflecting on questions about our lives, about our values, um, different things called, called gleanings where you know you pull information at different questions about your life people said about you. So we, we spent that time in the wilderness and about half of it was hiking and the other half was journal-based reflection and teaching. And that's usually how the, the process goes down is we spend about maybe four to six hours per day doing some actual hiking and activities that could be caving, they could be hiking, they could be riding a horse, uh, anything that's you know outdoorsy in nature. And then the other rest of the time of the day you spend you know, fellowshipping together and talking about the material and, and having facilitation in the material. So that's usually how it breaks down. 
the course is usually four nights, five days, or five nights, uh, six days, just depending on you know the location. So that's that's what we do. Yeah, I remember um, that the first one that we did the. Um the long day hike, I think we hiked up an elevation of at least a kilometer that day with a good 20 kilo packs each just to um, survive the time up there because it was in literally the middle of nowhere. And I remember at the end of the end of the day being totally depleted and it started to snow. And um, it wasn't just, you know, again, it wasn't just you know, a small snow falling of snow. It was a full snowstorm and really quite stressful in a sense because we had to make a camp and, camp on the snow and um here's all of us that really aren't that hardy and and there you are basically laying out the camp and really looking after us and serving us as, as, a, as a group of five or six people that were doing it at that time and um you know one set of the team making camp the other set of the team making food and then getting to that ravenous like point of just like let's just eat we're all so hungry and in, in, in a blizzard and then crawling into our tents and then that night actually having to work on an exercise and all of us being so tired that and also just that level of physical depletion really brought barriers down and i think for me it was a really interesting moment because you know going through this process requires us really to be vulnerable and honest with ourselves yeah. and it was really interesting for me that evening i came out with new things about who i am and and part of my wiring and some of the dreams that i have simply because the physical aspect of it had, had given me a space to actually see things, but also just the depletion, the, the physical side of the, of the exertion to, to get to that point meant that I actually became more open to explore some of my own um, ideas and thinking that I needed and, and actually got revelation on because of that actual experience. Um, uh, the second one we did in Thailand, in Northern Thailand, um, mm -hmm. and it was a little bit different and it, it was shaped a little bit differently, but equally, and pushed us into some interesting places, quite literally. And I wonder if you could just give, to give some reflections and thoughts about how that went. Yeah, the Thailand one is, is totally different one, different than the one we do in China. Uh, China is basically focused on hiking. And that's what we do all the time. We, we hike and we camp. But the Thailand one, we base out of this beautiful teak lodge about five hours north of Chiang Mai in a little town called Pai, near the, the Golden Triangle of Thailand. And uh, we use this, this teak lodge as a, as a place to, as a base camp, where we go out on day adventures. One is hiking, a day of hiking. Uh, one is kayaking. And one is actually uh, swimming four kilometers into an underground cave, which is uh, quite exciting. At one point during that cave, we actually turn out all of our lights for 30 minutes. And we just uh, had just 30 minutes of pure silence in the pure dark of the cave to uh, reflect on some of our dreams and our dream busters, which is really, I, I felt that was one of the most powerful parts of the entire Chiang Mai course. But uh, yeah, the Chiang Mai one is, is, is caves, kayaking, and hiking. So it's a little bit more diverse as far as uh, nature of activities, but still still is powerful because you're still still engaging the same curriculum. Yeah. Um, and overall, overall, for the two trips we've done to this point, like uh, what's been your, the mo your, your biggest highlight? If, I don't know, you might not have anything off the top of your head, but has it been a highlight for you personally of just seeing a breakthrough in someone's life or for yourself personally, like what's been, What's, what has that been? But really, actually beneath that, what I'm asking is like, why are you committed to this? What, what is it for you that, that makes this type of process something you're, work, you're giving your life to, actually? Yeah. Well, from the very beginning, the, as I mentioned, the first time I did DDQ, it revealed, it pulled a lot of my dreams out. And actually, the reason I'm running these 
and the whole reason I've started Elevated Trips is actually because of the DDQ process, uh, sparking my dreams and uh, being challenged to say, okay, let's not make excuses. Let's push through uh, those, those dream busters and those blocks to our dreams and see what we can really do. So from the very beginning, it's been a really um, large part of my DNA and the DNA of our business. And then the reason some other break, so personally I've seen, you know, obviously I've seen my own breakthrough in it, but personally um, our friend Dan actually wrote a book uh, which was really amazing about, about his adoption process called Lily was the Valley. And that book absolutely made, made me cry. And that book is now available on Amazon and Kindle. And uh, because of the DDQ process, he already had the book in his mind, but it kind of helped him to overcome some of the hurdles in his own life and excuses and to really sit down and write the book and, and put out his very first book. Yeah. So which that happened, was that was one. What did you say? Chris? Which happened? That was his breakthrough at the Alpine Lake that day when we went through the the vision and the dreaming process together, which is really remarkable, right? Yeah, that was amazing to see his process. Yeah. Um, some other breakthroughs. I mean, those are some of the two bigger ones. But we we've seen people um, leave, you know, China because because of the, the course where they said, Oh, actually like I'm not, I'm not being fulfilled here. And there's other places that God has me for where we've seen people, you know, step into ministries that they they wanted to do for a long time, whether it be adoption or working with kids or, or whatever. And um, they stepped into these ministries that they've had on their hearts and uh, the DDQ really opened up for them some, some really powerful doors that uh, they probably felt were closed before, or they didn't, they didn't engage before. So on the, on what, the pocket, uh, in your, sorry, oh, go no, go ahead, finish. Sorry. In your experience with DDQ, what, what fruit have you seen? What breakthroughs have you seen? Cause you've probably run 15 of these things over, over the years. Yeah, I mean, very similar things. And um, we have several people that we are still relating, connected with that um, are running fairly, you know, from, from the very first one we did in 2007. And um, they're now fairly mature, well-developed organizations with, staff and mm -hmm. projects that are influencing in diverse fields as, as from business to agriculture. And um, it's really tremendous. And we've also seen people going, going home or going back to their home country um, or even a different country to actually engage something that they think actually we're more aligned to this. And so actually very, sim very similar things. And um, I think for me, it's, it's an incredibly powerful process, but there's something that's been very unique about these two events we've done in the outdoors that just take the material and make it so concrete and so focused in the outdoors and just you know the idea of dreaming in a dark cave where you've actually got no vision in sight and um, it seems so counterintuitive but it's such a powerful way of engaging those types of processes mm -hmm. or standing on top of the mountain and just having a 360 panorama in the snow in the sunlight of the morning after a blizzard the night before it just exhilarating to kind of be in that environment and and again look at my own personal core values and what do they mean it's been a really exciting process to do this in the outdoors with you and mm. and i just think you know seeing you go through that process and get trained up and, and taking both both the the hiking and the the logistical and the expertise that you bring to that side but then just naturally stepping into the point of leading and um, people through this process has been for me, it's been one of the most exciting um, outcomes of the DDQ world process to this point. So, um, yeah, in the last you know few years, we've done two, um, and and there's been one in China, as you said, one in Thailand, and 
and there's you know future development of of, of that model and, and different places we've been thinking about and i'd just love to first of all hear what your vision is for expanding and developing it um, and then we'll go from there and, and talk about how can people be involved in the upcoming ddq wilds that we're planning yeah great so right now we we have um two current course offerings one is sheening china where we go into the mountains of tibet and do hiking and the, the other one in chiang mai thailand where we do the caving and hiking and kayaking that we talked about um the other two that are on the horizon right now are one in mongolia about an hour outside of ulaanbaatar mongolia in a park called terelj national park uh, we'd be sleeping in a yurt or gur as the mongolians say and we'd be riding horses through the mongolian grasslands exploring mountains and uh, doing that Hey, Phoebs. Say hi. Oh, hi, Ben. Hi, Bear. How you doing? You can play with your cars, Ben. Sorry. No problem. You can cut that. I think it's quite nice and during moment of the, the overall recording. So. Um, yeah, so expansion is Mongolia, Terrell's National Park. Um, hiking, horseback riding, staying in a, in a Gur camp, um, eating Mongolian food. And that, that, that would probably be the same four night, five day kind of thing. So that's one right. we're working on pioneering. And then the next one is uh, even a little bit more exotic. It's in Lombok, Indonesia. It's on Indonesia's second highest volcano called Mount Rinjani. And uh, we'd actually climbed to the rim of that volcano, which is inactive. And uh, there's a beautiful crater lake up there. We would sleep at the crater lake and we do our dreaming session and value sessions right, right up on top of the, the crater on the volcano. So that's the other one we're, we're looking at. Uh, those will probably both be in the future, hopefully in 2018, 2019. So uh, you can look for those on the horizon. And you can also, you can see all those trips at elevatedtrips.com under the DDQ Wild tab. Awesome. Yeah. And so how, how can people get involved? What, like if you're interested in ADDQ Wild, what, what would be the next step? Cool. Go to our website, go to elevatedtrips.com. Under tours, look up uh, DDQ Wild. Uh, the next one that we're offering um, is in Chiang Mai, the Chiang Mai one that we ran last year. And we're going to run it from September 29th to October 3rd, 2017. And all you have to do is show up on, in Chiang Mai on September 28th and uh, we'll take care of the rest. So uh, we provide lodging, transport, all that, and all, all, all that is provided for in the, the $650 fee for the, the DDQ one. So uh, yeah, go to our website, check it out. Um, and yeah, we'd love for you to sign up for the September 29th event. It also, if you live in China, it happens to coincide with the, the first part of October holiday. So you should have a, a few days off if you happen to be a, a student or, or, or have any work you probably have those days off on october 1st 2nd 3rd so yeah yeah what, what would you say what would you say ben to someone that's done ddq before and would say well i've done ddq why should i do this sure um well you know you've done ddq 15 times and are still getting stuff out of it i've done it six times and i'm still every time i do it i'm still getting something out of it so it's not like one of these kind of one hit wonder kind of things i read it i did it checked it off and now i don't need to do it again uh if you've ever done ddq you'll probably know that there's so much of the curriculum that you really didn't get um, by going. There's so much to 
as far as questions and, and depth to, to go into deeper. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot more to learn and I'm still learning my own values. I, I'm still discerning my own values. And, um, yeah, so I'd say if you've done it before, um, yeah, think about doing it again because actually about 50% of the people that we have, if not, and they get a lot more out of the DDQ wild, um, because first of all, the nature element and second of all, it's their second time or third time doing it. And, uh, it's a really powerful process, even, even second, third time around. Cool. Hey, well, thanks so much, Ben, for taking us through all of that. And um, again, it's elevatedtrips.com um, for people that they right. want to follow that link and, and find out more. Sure. And then uh, look under uh, tours and then DDQ Wild. Cool. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks for being with us today. It's really great to get the update. I'm excited about the next DDQ Wild and hope that anyone that's listening can make the time and space to get on that because it really is a blast. Thanks so much, Ben. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. You're welcome.